Welcome to Monday's version of the Mike Davis Show, where we're going to talk about something. I have no idea what. I guess that it's May. It's May. She said it's May and we're here. It's May 1st. It's the old May Day, which for those of you... You shrunk. Um... Uh, for those of you that don't know, May Day was the uh, big communist day where they would have all the parades and the revolutions and all kinds I of... I just remember Maypoles. May Day. May Day was the big communist day where they did all the stuff to uh, show the West how amazing communism was. Interesting. And what would happen. For me, uh, today is 35 years since I got out of college. Oh, wow. Well. I know. I know. You're not even 35. I know. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I got 31 years later. I graduated again from college. I just didn't have enough. You just couldn't get enough. I couldn't get enough. I went back for yeah. a second degree. So yeah. I told my daughter that this December it's 20 years since I graduated college. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> With a dolphin degree. Interdisciplinary psychology, biology. Thank you. Dolphin degree. Thank you very much. That's I what they call that today. It's a dolphin degree. I got a BS in yeah. interdisciplinary psychology. Oh, you biology. definitely got some of that I when you did. had to clean the tank. For sure. All right, let's get some ads done because we love our sponsors, and without them, we would not be here. This is like ten years of doing an afternoon show. Yeah. This is really cool. It started in May. For me, yes. For you, it just seems like it's twenty years. <laughs> All right, land title of America, whether you realize it or not, when you refinance a sale or purchase of a home, there's a title company involved. Don't get stuck with some out-of-town title company that doesn't give a crap when you're faced with challenges. Stay local. Choose Land Title of America. Just call or text Stephen Collins, 904-501-4481. He specializes in all types of real estate transactions. Land Title, your local title company, ensuring America's land one title at a time because... They give a crap. That's right. All right. You have have reads right there. Wow, yes. I always forget that you want to split yours. I know. I always like to be the first and the last. First and last, first <laughs> and last word. Solomon Services, the premier place for personal training in St. Augustine. They specialize in small group fitness classes and development, athletic development for team and individual sports, sports injury-related training, new state-of-the-art center with indoor and outdoor turf areas. All coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Call to make an appointment today, 904-461-9945, or visit the website, solomonservices.com, and sign up today. Are they doing the summer classes this year? For Yeah, they are. We'll be doing all kinds of youth classes coming up. If you've got kids that are trying to uh, get ready for the next sporting season. Mm-hmm. Salomon Services will have all kinds of kids in there. Fantastic. Yep. Check them out. SalomonServices.com. I also have Powell Heating and Air Conditioning. It's warming up, guys. Make sure your AC is ready for the summer heat. They are dedicated to customer service, and that has been evident in everything that they do from the moment they answer your call until the time they leave your home. They are working to make you comfortable and confident about the care and service you receive from Powell. They have a fleet of 10-plus trucks, 15,000-square-foot warehouse stocked with parts and equipment, and they are ready to serve you around the clock. They service all heating and air conditioning brands. They are always open seven days a week, 24 hours a day, including including nights and weekends, not to mention those holidays. Give give them a call at 904-794-2665. And Carmelo's Pizzeria and 123 Burger House. They're right down the block from one another. They're both owned by the Tringali family. 
They're both amazing restaurants. Mm-hmm. And if you want some great food, um, whether it's their amazing burgers at the 123 Burger House or their amazing wood uh, New York-style brick oven pizza at Carmelo's. Uh, just go check them out. They're absolutely phenomenal. They offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery through both Bite Squad and Grubhub. And uh, you will not be disappointed. Those places are amazing. They are amazing. I know. That's where Troy owes me all my lunches. He takes me there. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yep. Troy is out having some sort of tropical adventure without us. Troy is a dinghy captain this week, and we'll leave it at that. He's just a dinghy captain. Troy is a dinghy this week. <laughs> Troy is a dinghy this week. All right. We're sticking with that. We're staying with it. Actually, there's a big boat, and somebody has to be the dinghy captain from time to time. Uh-huh. So they bring the dinghy up, and they put Troy on the dinghy, and they uh-huh. put him out the. I did see him uh, paddling somewhere, unknown yeah. whether or not they left him and said, here's your stand-up paddleboard. You can make it back home. <laughs> Sad. I think Troy could. Of all people, I think, I think Troy could. could. I, he's scrappy. He's scrappy. He's uh, creative. Mm-hmm. And I think if you uh, dropped him in the middle of the ocean all by himself, he would find his way home. Yeah, for sure. He would. I have no doubt Troy would be back. Mm-hmm. It's like a bad penny. <laughs> he would be back. The cat came back. The That's night. it. He would be back. Yeah, we love all you guys that are here. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys had a great weekend. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. It was my first weekend since uh, the end of my school year with our homeschool community. So it was a much more relaxing weekend. I had some work to catch up on. But Sunday, I just got to like do projects around the house. And it was great. I love house projects. Yeah. House projects are so much fun. In fact, that's when I go home, it's taken Darcy a little while to realize just give me 20 minutes to do some project, whether it's change the light bulb, fix something, mm-hmm. set something up. I'm happy. I, it gives me a few minutes to unwind because usually traffic winds me up, right? The, mm-hmm. Just the trying to drive home yeah. in the afternoon is exciting all by itself. I was actually just talking to someone about this, about finding your rhythm as a couple with decompression time mm-hmm. and recharging your social battery and how that works and my husband has a decently long commute home mm-hmm. i don't commute i mean the only place i work away from the home right now is when i come here and i'm always your home community. away from home I'm always in a <laughs> other than other than church <laughs> at trinity <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's just sunday yeah. um so my husband has a nice long drive home so he can kind of decompress whatever mm-hmm whatever he needs to decompress and recharge. And if he's not recharged, then he just takes an extra long time to get out of his scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he'll, he'll go upstairs, drop off his bag, get changed, get ready to talk to us. And he comes down when he's ready. So for, for Darcy and I, years ago, when she was at home with the four kids, uh-huh. the minute I walked in the door, uh, she was starved for adult conversation. Mm-hmm. I had had adult conversation all day long. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you go first. You take 20, 30 minutes. Tell me every story you want to tell me about the day and everything that's going on. I will sit and listen. Uh-huh. So I've been talking all day and I'm good for and, and about halfway through, yeah, she was really good. It just took us a little while to kind of get into that. Mm-hmm. And then there were days I'd come home and the, and the house would just be a train wreck. The kids have been playing all day long. And she's like, I feel bad. I'm like, no, no, no. I can foot wedge this stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll get dinner. We'll get the kids in bed. I'll help you clean up. I mean, we're good. You can talk to me then. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was always just, just give me that, those few minutes to kind of. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm on the phone with clients all the way home. Yeah. I'm like stepping out of the car and I'm still on the phone. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. Well, I can relate to Darcy. So like, that's part of the reason why this is so fun for me. Mm -hmm. I just get to like talk to you and talk to our audience and talk about adult ideas and politics and what's happening. And that's my little checkout for my brain that I can like unload all the stuff that I've got rolling around up there. 
Uh, big announcement, supposedly. Thanks. Big, huge, huge announcement. Oh, Mumford and Sons is coming back to St. Augustine. Oh, wow. There was controversy when they came September last time. September 24th. It's a Friday, Saturday. They're performing Saturday. There's a couple other big names that are with them mm-hmm. at Francis Field again. They're, Tickets are supposed yeah. to go on sale May 11th, I think. Are there going to be mustaches all over town again? I do not know. There may be. Depends on what they're doing. Um, but Mumford and Sons uh, is supposed to be back in St. Augustine. They're not the same band that they were prior to 20. They're missing a really good guy mm-hmm. who had uh, an amazing brain. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're going to go with. Turns out he had a diverse reading list. And that yes. He had an amazing brain. Yes. And that did him in. So <gasps> you can't be in the band and well read. Uh, look, I think. There's a lot of people that have read a lot of different things. I mean, you have a band right now that's talking about doing a farewell tour while their lead singer is under all kinds of accusations. They've been around for forever. I'm not going to mention any names, but those are accusations uh, from someone else versus, hey, that the dude was reading something, mm-hmm. and we didn't like what he was reading. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think that was, yeah. Yeah, traffic was bad the last time they were here. Um, I would expect gridlock as well. Yeah, the good news is it is the heart of hurricane season when they're coming. So, yeah, I would put a big dot. I would put a big circle around those that weekend right now and go. Well, if I was gonna say there was a storm coming somewhere close to St. Augustine, that's the weekend. Interesting. September twenty third, twenty fourth. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I feel like if I was betting now, that would be my yeah. day. Given what I know about Barbara Jean, I'm not surprised that she wants to pass on Mumford and Son. They are no Prince. They are not Prince. No, they are not. No. I don't think there's even any purple in any of their stuff. They might wear purple on occasion. By the way, has she noticed that you have the purple pen on this show? I don't know. I don't know. Amanda has the purple marker. We had a whole set of markers, and I gave Amanda the purple one. So, all right. I have a purple purse. It's like a seven-year-old purple you do absolutely have the seven-year-old yes and it's seven ten years old people try and take it from me all the time people Mm -hmm. at church they see it just lying there while i'm getting communion or something they're like i want that purse. i want that purse evidently purple is a hot commodity for purses and people try and take it from me frequently Uh, color i have least in my wardrobe (laughs) (laughs) yes i don't think i have one thing has purple in it I think you need the new, like, Saved by the Bell-inspired 90s Fest 904 Now t-shirt. I saw that t-shirt today. I think you need it in purple. I walked in to, to pay Pete, and he had that shirt on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks really cool. It comes in purple. Yes. <laughs> yes. First of all, I thought he was um, one of the guys from the Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Which guy would Pete be on Saved by the Bell? Which guy would? Maybe we'll save that for five questions. <laughs> Which guy would Pete be on any 90s show? <laughs> 90s. Oh, my gosh. That's a grade five question. Barbara Jean. Oh. I promise. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, they can pick anybody. They can pick anybody from the 90s that they think Pete would have been. You guys have like 25, 30 minutes to think of answers. Yeah. Yep, we might even give something away that Pete and Davey have just <laughs> just, lying just because it's lying around here. Yeah, trolley socks. Oh, uh, we got all kinds of things tiles. we could give away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's fancy. They're, you know. Are there coasters over there? I think, I they're, think they're coasters. We have uh, medals from the run that are still laying around here. We got all kinds of stuff. All kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, there's a tripod over there for a camera. Yeah, there's a 904 <laughs> Now sign. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds like of great things, but we want a really good creative answer. So you got 30 minutes. What 90s character 
mm-hmm. from a TV show would Pete Melfi have been? Yeah. Maybe that 904 Now sign should go right there under the TV. Ah, that would be good. That'd be cool. Yeah, I am looking forward to You guys are a very creative audience, so I'm very much looking forward to that. So, yes. No, not, no 70s, Jim. I could see Pete yeah. being Horshack, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I could see Pete being like Mr. Cotta. Because Mr. Cotta was really cool and... You know, it was. Yeah, gotta be nineties. We gotta be in a nineties mode. All right. I'm gonna have to look up characters from Melrose Place. Uh huh. (laughs) The sad thing is, I watched it. I did watch it. It was a nineties rerun. Nineties reruns don't count. Okay. So we've got topics. Mm -hmm. We got topics all over the place. Topics all over the place. Yes. We've got. um, We got Mickey Haley. Nikki Haley. Mickey Haley. Mickey Haley. We have revenue down. Right. Pay up chumps. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. And it's killing the planet. I feel like we need to start with Mickey Haley. Mickey Haley. All right. So last week, Nikki Haley, mm-hmm. the governor, former governor of South Carolina, yeah. also Trump's ambassador to the UN, mm-hmm. who could have been president of the United States if she had just followed Uncommon Ground's advice. She could have been a contender. She could, all she had to do was yeah. go into the UN one day with a whiteboard behind her mm-hmm. with the amount of money that we gave to every country. And as soon as they said something disparaging about the United States, just take an eraser and wipe it down <laughs> and go, I'll be talking to the president at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Madam President is what we would be calling her. Maybe. She had a chance. She did have some good moments in the UN. She did, but uh, taking their money away would have endeared her to Fantastic. almost everybody in America. It so. would have immediately been reinstated when Biden Yes. Came. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no, Mr. Bill. Um, <laughs> that's too funny. Um, so then the, um, so she says, mm-hmm. Nikki Haley, governor got distracted by the comments. I was you trying did. to read them and I was laughing and it was like a squirrel ran through my brain, um, <laughs> which is not a difficult thing to do at the end of a long Monday. Um, yeah. So she makes comment, well, it seems like Governor DeSantis is having a hard time with Disney and maybe Disney should think about relocating up I-95 yeah, go for it. <laughs> to South Carolina. Yeah. All right. So DeSantis's team, mm-hmm. uh, very humorous that they are, uh, replied back. Thank you, Mickey Haley. Yeah. Mickey. So, Nikki Haley is already polling at 2%. Mm-hmm. She has zero possibility of becoming the president of the United States. <laughs> zero. Right? It I don't even think she... Uncle Buck's... I don't even do. think king she's... Ralph. It could be a King Ralph. She's too. not on page two of contenders for vice president. Yeah. Right? She's not. She's that. just not there. So, I can see the next time she shows up at a public event, a DeSantis supporter showing up, with a picture of Nikki Haley, yeah. and then drawn in above Nikki Haley's head, two big mouse ears. They don't even have to do that. Just show up with mouse ears yeah. so that everywhere... Oh, that's good, too. Shot, that's really every good. Every time she's at a podium, there's just bouncing mouse ears. That's yeah. all they need to do. So she gets into one of, uh, one of the more controversial issues that DeSantis has had, but she gets in on the side... Of, of big, big media. Big giant mega corporation. Yeah, thanks... Thanks, Nikki, for letting us know who you really are. Yeah. Somewhere, somebody said, hey, this is a good idea to do. Mm-hmm. And it's the same consultants that said, hey, you should run for office. <laughs> I mean, it's the same people were in the room when they told her to come so up with this. Donald Trump's people? I don't know. I mean, part of me, it's almost like she said, Ron DeSantis needs a bump. Mm-hmm. And just called him and said, hey, I know I'm not going to win, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go ahead and fire this at you about Disney. Yeah. 
I hope it helps you out. Because it helped DeSantis far more than it helps her. Yeah. And it does keep Trump out of the news because it's the two of them fighting and not Donald Trump involved in the fight. Which is good. So, I mean, was it a planned play by by Nikki Haley and DeSantis? She's falling on her sword. Yeah, I'm not going to win. She's falling on the rubber knight sword. But I do want a job just in case you do because I know Donald Trump is not going to hire me a second go around. Oh, for sure. Because she pretty much torched him several times. Okay. Every single time thinking that Donald Trump was done and finished only to find out, oh, I need to apologize tomorrow. So she's running for an admin job if someone not named Donald Trump gets elected? Is that what she's That is what she's now running for. Well, she has relegated herself to that job. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Trump's not hiring her. Trump would hire Chris Christie before he hires Trump's her. And not. Trump's not hiring Chris Christie for anything. Yeah. Not a thing. I don't know. Chris Christie kissed his butt enough. I think he might. Chris Christie kissed his butt a lot in the last election. (laughs) He did not get a job. So I don't think that's happening this time. All right. So that was my Mickey Haley story. All right. All right. So we've got uh, coming soon. Revenue down. Pay up chumps or it's killing the planet. Mm, 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 mm. Pay up chumps. All right. Pay up chumps. I feel like that's an offshoot to the Mickey Haley. Under an analysis of the IRS, under Joe Biden, yeah. Americans are paying a lot more taxes than they paid under Donald Shock Trump. Shock and awe. Shock and awe. Shock and awe. And that's even before they got the 7 billion new IRS agents. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really 7 billion, but I couldn't think of what the actual number was. So I said if I thought an outrageous 7 billion, people yeah. would go, what? Yeah. Yeah. But it is a lot of new IRS agents. I think yeah. 500,000, something like that. Uh, it, it's too many. Any number above one was too many for me. Like any death is too many. Yes. Any any, Yes. Any is too many. Any number above one is too many. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So the IRS collected a total of $4.9 trillion for fiscal 2022. Right? According to IRS, at the same time, the IRS issued nearly $642 billion in refunds. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's quite the amount that they got back. Uh, net income, $4.26 trillion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just in, the federal government spent that while I was reading this paragraph. Yes. Dang it! That's the only bad thing. Yes. Uh, by comparison, in 2020, Trump's final year in office, the IRS collected $3.5 trillion. So, $750 billion more? $376 billion and and yeah, so a lot more money. Well, they need that to send it to the Ukraine. Yes. Well, I think they've sent more than that to the Ukraine, but... For yeah. sure. They've sent... Yeah. So anyway, um, that's where we are. Now, the other thing I thought about this, 2020 was not the best year for business. No. Because you had the, the shutdowns, you had the pandemic, you had all those things. So revenues were going to be down anyway. Mm-hmm. So when I read this story and I put it in context of the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? So this was written by the Epic Times and... They're a more conservative paper. Yeah. Right. But if you look at Trump's final years of of taxes, right, you have to factor in that a large part of the economy was shut down. Mm -hmm. A large part of businesses were shut down by state governments and local governments. And and so and a lot of people weren't traveling and spending money. Mm -hmm. So obviously revenue would have been down. Yeah. Which means um, that you also had people making less profit. So I, when I look at this, it, it's kind of like, okay, I want to I 100% agree with it because I'm a conservative. But when I start to dig into what the dates were, it's like, you know, if you 
factor this a little differently, I might yeah. agree with you a little bit more. So yeah. I almost feel like it needs to be compared to 2019 adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% in the fiscal year 2020, Trump's final year in office. Well, obviously that year, I mean, if you pick, I, I agree with you, if you, if you pick 19 and then compare 19 to Biden's first or second year, mm-hmm. I'd feel a little bit better about where those numbers were. First of all, I don't care what the math says about Biden and Trump. That just hides the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. We're paying too much damn money to the federal government. Yeah. That's the bigger picture. That's the issue that we really ought to, it doesn't matter who's collecting it. They're still collecting trillions of dollars from Americans. Mm-hmm. They take zero risk. We take all of the risk. Yeah. We're the ones that go to work every day. We're the ones that earn it. We're, I mean, people that make large sums of money are taking uh, gambles with that money all the time. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I think the government should make less money. Yes. To paraphrase Founding Father, you will never spend someone else's money as carefully as you will spend your own. <laughs> I, I can't say it. I got to say it. I shouldn't say it. You drove... Does that include wives? Mm-hmm. Does that include wives? What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. Oh, okay. All right. I knew there was an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me know. Once you are married, <laughs> you are one body. Uh, I fully agree with you. A hundred percent. And I was joking when I said that. Um, I was talking to a friend. You're trying to make it out alive. I, I was. I was. I was talking to a friend uh, this weekend. And he was telling me he had gone to see Seinfeld. Uh-huh. And he said, Seinfeld uh, said, when, when I first got married, um, I would have discussions with my wife about what's this on the bill, what's that on the bill. And those discussions never went well. Mm-hmm. So he said, I just learned not to ask those questions, but just to be amazingly excited anytime a package showed up. <laughs> oh, great. We've got a new package. This is awesome. I can't wait to see what's in the package. Mm-hmm. So that's how Seinfeld handles that. That is my dad at Christmas. I got a package. Every box that gets handed out, he assumes that he somehow financed. And so all Christmas morning, it's, I can't wait to see what I bought you. Or I can't wait to see what your mommy bought you with maybe my money. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the, one of the comments, right? Is, hey, there's Father's Day and Mother's Day is coming up, Mm -hmm. right? The way that some people, the way that some, yeah, we just did. Um, The way that some people, um, work the tax system, yeah. right? Um, I'm paying for my family, but I'm also paying for others, mm-hmm. and I never get a card or a thank you from anybody else. Mm-hmm. My own family is very grateful. They don't call, they don't write. No, they don't yeah. call, they don't write. Hey, can I help you mow your grass this weekend? I know you need to got to do this work around. I don't get any of those phone calls. So Yeah. yeah. If, if you are a taxpayer in this country, then you are subsidizing other people's ability to live their life yep. and maintain their lifestyle and yeah there doesn't seem to be much uh gratefulness in that at all and you know it's there's women that are married tend to be more conservative women that are unmarried tend to be less conservative and part of that is Mm -hmm. because married women have a husband to help subsidize their life and unmarried women need the government to help subsidize their life. i i don't know that i'd go that far i just think um that marriage today fits a certain lifestyle. Uh, I think more people that are married are conservative. Not all, but more. I don't know if the number is 51.1, but it's more. Um, and I think uh, people that tend to you know, want to live by themselves well, or live a different lifestyle is. tend to be to be more liberal. And I think that's just, a, that's just the way life is. All right. I mean, 
I don't know many, I mean, I know some conservative dudes who aren't married, but most conservative dudes I know are pretty well married. Mm-hmm. Some of them more than once. Yeah. So. <laughs> Frequently in a lot. <laughs> Which is a whole nother way of uh, allowing your money to be spent somewhere else. Yeah. So, subsidizing other people. <laughs> talk about subsidizing. <laughs> Boy, somewhere out there, there's a divorced man listening to the show going, the stories I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no telling what happened to get to that point, but yeah. Yes. A whole host of possibilities and reasons there. Yep. Yep. Something was going on with the UPS guy. (laughs) (laughs) Your husband knew better than that. They don't wear purple at UPS. They wear brown. That is true. He knew he was safe. Yes. 100%. FedEx guy, however. Yes. They do have purple. Did you know that brown doesn't actually exist? Brown does not actually Mm -hmm. exist. Okay. Uh, Homeschool mom. If you look at the color spectrum. Yes. Brown doesn't actually exist. It's a shade of orange. It's a shade of orange. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm believing you. Mm-hmm. I'm 100 just like I did on trivia Thursday night. You know. <laughs> you can sit there all high and mighty when you've got no answer. I had no answer, but you were very confident. Is it this? And you say, absolutely. And you're the one that's actually been to the Very country. confident. People I was. I just went to the country. I didn't visit the capital of the country. Evidently. All right. The question on Thursday night at Young Life uh-huh. Trivia that we're arguing over uh-huh. was what is the capital of New Zealand? Yes. And I had no idea. And I'm not going to give you what I said. Just put it in the comments without Google. But emphatically <laughs> say what you said before you named I the said, city. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't say that until after. I said, is it this? Uh, and I look at the man who's been there. This maybe. told me stories about New Zealand. Maybe. And traveling to New Zealand. Possibly. And then I look at his wife and I say, is that it? <laughs> because she has also been there. And then we're all in agreement that that's what it was. I just asked, is it this? And then we turn it in. I seem to remember you said, I know it's this because no. I'm a homeschool mom. No. When I came back, I was like, <laughs> yeah, homeschool for the win. And then I failed and it wasn't correct. Listen, I got my question right. Yeah. I got my, I got my, and I got that and that. I did. The first question. He had one. No. He I had one that he answered, and all the rest are on my husband and I. I had more than one. Next year, we're keeping score on who has the correct yeah. answer. Okay. I had Wayne Gretzky and Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. And everybody at the and table. the same question. Everybody at the table said, it's Michael Jordan. No, and I said, it's Wayne said Gretzky. It's Michael Jordan. It's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> it was you and one other guy I arguing. got about this. Michael Jordan or Wayne Gretzky. All right. All right. We got to hurry up. Because you got like I'm looking over. I got like 12, five questions today. I have like... Never have five questions. It's like you don't know the capital of New Zealand. You don't know how to count to five. Well, the last few weeks we've struggled <laughs> to get to two. All right. All right. So we still have coming soon. Coming soon. Revenue down. And in a very worried looking up at the sky like Chicken Little, it's killing the planet. So where do you want to go? I feel like you added that one. Uh, coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon to an, uh, a line near you. Uh-huh. So uh, electric vehicles are becoming more popular. Are 
Yes, they are. Uh, they're still a small percentage of the total number of vehicles on the road, but they are becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. Electric vehicles need a charging station to charge. That is true. And unlike a gas pump where it should only take you five to ten minutes to pump your gas and get out, mm-hmm. and if you've got 30 pumps, right, you could potentially, what, that's an, an easy six times 30, 180, 200 people that fill up with gas in an hour minimum. Yeah. Should be more than that. Mm-hmm. All right. If you had that many charging stations, you've got that many cars filling up in that mm-hmm. same hour because you've got yeah. to charge. So uh, people that are looking at the problem are saying, you know what? We're going to have large charging lines of people pulling off a highway or pulling in somewhere to charge their vehicle yeah. and finding out there's 40 vehicles that need to charge and there's only 20 charging stations. And you're stuck. And you are going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can go, well, I'll just throw a little bit of gas in this bad boy and I'll drive to the next charging station. You you got it. So now, the answer is to abandon the technology and move on to something that's more efficient, right? I did not say that. No. I did not say that. All right. But back in the 70s, there were long gas lines and this was simply comparing the gas lines coming. If you, I think if you were to take and double the amount of electric vehicles on the road, you would far surpass the amount of charging stations that could possibly keep up with those in transit. If you're just driving around town, mm-hmm. you're probably fine because you're going to charge it off the grid. Yeah. But I still go back to my thing. No scientist has told me it takes less. There's less emissions from the power plants increasing productivity. Mm-hmm. To be able to charge the electric vehicles at night versus not. Yeah. And so I'm just, until someone tells me that. Follow-up question. What is the maintenance cost and the carbon footprint of maintaining these charging stations versus a gas station? I don't know. Again, somebody that's a smart scientist should tell us. They should. Somebody who's a scientist who could do a lot of math. I'm just us. sitting here not knowing the capital of New yep. Zealand. I don't got nothing. You got nothing. You got nothing. And our team lost. We were still in second place until the bonus question. Yeah. And then we wagered all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, this guy says a single gas pump can fuel about five vehicles in the space of 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. This is five times as many electric cars that can be partially charged to 80%. Or 20% on the fast chargers. So, yeah, it's not going to be fun when you pull into that. Hey, you drive whatever you want to drive. We're just simply telling you, I hope you got some patience. I have no patience. My question is, do you have to babysit these electric electric cars while they're charging? Because if you have a laptop, if you leave it plugged in all the time, it's going to zap your battery. And so your battery is not going to hold a charge for as long over time iphones have been struggling with this they claim that they've got it better you're not supposed to keep your iphone at 100 so don't keep it plugged in all the time not because the charging itself is damaging it but being at max capacity all the time damages it Mm -hmm. so do you have to babysit your electric car are you gonna have to wake up in the middle of the night once it's at 100 to unplug it so that you don't keep it at 100 for too long and diminish its ability to maintain a charge. I, I think that we can invent an app right now how to save your battery. <sighs> what to charge it to and just pick an app that gives them random numbers. Mm. Charge to 79 and a half. Charge to 84. Charge to well, 65. If we're talking numbers. Charge to 99. Close to 100. And we're talking about Teslas, then Elon mm-hmm. Musk's suggestion is pretty obvious. If mm-hmm. you followed his Twitter. Mm-hmm. What was his thing? On 69. Oh. I should have known Eli and the father of 12 children, 10 children. You heard his... He's got 10 kids. You heard his bickering back and forth with NPR, right? 
I saw some of that, but what I really saw was he was on uh, Bill Maher uh-huh. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Darcy and I watched it last night. Yeah. Um, I had to tape it to watch it. I, I do. Bill Maher's one of the funnier guys out there right now, and I do like his take on some things, not on everything. Um, if he had 20 jokes, I would tell you 15 of them are going to be way too far left. Mm-hmm. I'm going to laugh at three and I'm going to chuckle at two, yeah. right? I mean, they're ju- that's just the way his comedy goes. I understand that. But, and yet but he's, he's one of the funniest guys. That's a pretty low bar. <laughs> well, I, I, there's not, not many comedians. Huh? I'm not a fan. No, those guys are zero for 20. Yeah. If Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and Colbert and all the rest of those guys, mm-hmm. they could spend an entire week telling jokes and I don't think I would laugh once. All right. I just don't find anything they say mm-hmm. funny. And I say that because, and, and there's even some that Bill Maher will, will take on a, a conservative. Like, okay, that there's some humor there. Yeah. I should laugh. I'm not going to because of my political beliefs, but I should, but I won't. So I will give Bill Maher that. Um, but I, it was a great conversation with Elon Musk. They talked an awful lot about a, a wide variety of things. So mm-hmm. no, Barbara Jean, not today. My wife might be listening. God, you guys get me in so like, much trouble. I feel like we need to sequester those types of stories just for Wednesdays. Yeah. Wacky Wednesdays. Wacky Wednesdays. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I, yeah, and I won't be here tomorrow. We have, uh, yeah. I got planning and zoning. It should be over, which means it'll never be over. So <laughs> Amanda gets a day off tomorrow. We will be back on Wednesday. And just to get you guys interested again, I will bring a salacious story or two. The things I do for you guys. So the Elon Musk NPR thing was Elon Musk put a government-funded sticker on NPR. Which they are. And NPR argued that they are not government-funded. That is misleading. They are less than 70% funded by the government. Less. The government government funds 69%. So Elon Musk, being the person he is, changed the tag to 69% government-funded. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's had a ball with with um, all of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's funny is the people he's ticking off are the people that have no sense of humor. They all seem to be leaning left, and they just don't have a sense of humor. Poor Stephen King's going to have an aneurysm. Stephen King, he, re- he got Stephen King good last week. Yeah. We talked about it, right? Uh, Stephen King, well, maybe Elon Musk will donate the $8 to uh, a Ukrainian charity and Elon fires back. Um, what have you given to the Ukraine? I gave them Starlink, which cost over a billion, you know, million dollars or billion dollars or what, a hundred million dollars or whatever it is. So, yeah, just crazy. All right, so we got two more quick ones. Uh, it's killing the planet or revenue down? Revenue down. The ad revenue for America's far left late night TV show. See, we were just talking about. We were just there. Perfect segue. Has collapsed forty one percent in five years. We can do better. 40, we can get, well, (laughs) yes, we can. Come on, America, you can do this. this. (laughs) You can do this. Yeah, um, in 2018, seven late night programs Mm -hmm. drew more than 700, 698 million in in advertising. um, And then it has collapsed dramatically. So yeah, it's 41% down, um, which is rather interesting, but nobody's watching. It's not that the revenue's down, it's that the viewers are down. Which is why the revenue's down. Why Again, why do you want to watch something that every night it's the exact same thing and every night it's not funny? 
Well, they're, why not just have one show? They all mm-hmm. have the exact same opinion. It should just be the late night review, and they can all take turns. Yep. We can put them on a rotation. That way they don't have the pressure of having to host every single night. You can still keep your guy that you like. If you like Jimmy Fallon's, I don't know, lip sync game or whatever, then you still get it on occasion, a couple times a month. Like, why do we need all these different late night shows? So what you're saying is we should go back to the Watergate era. Yeah. You were way too young. Let me explain to you what I mean. Okay. Let me me 70s explain something to you. Oh, wait. <laughs> Zoom in. Let there me 70s explain this. Okay. <laughs> so during the 1970s, Watergate was on. Uh-huh. So we only had four channels. Mm-hmm. But ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS. Mm-hmm. ABC, NBC, and CBS rotated the Watergate hearings. Okay. One week would be each one of them. When you came home after school, right, certain mm-hmm. networks had certain shows on that you could watch mm-hmm. before dinner time, while you were doing your homework, whatever. Every third week, your shows were preempted so that you could see Sam Rayburn and a bunch of other people complaining about Watergate, which eventually brought the president down, yeah. right? So what I'm projecting is just every third week, one of those guys gets a shot, and they're the only one on on late night. That might help their ratings, gives them a little bit of vacation time, gives us a break from two out of the three of them, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So what, Watergate this whole thing in the I evening. I was thinking like 70s era laughing. Where you have a oh, rotating no. host. No. That's what I was thinking. Sock it to like, me, baby. You have, <laughs> you have one week it's Jimmy Fallon and all of his little games, and then the next week it can be Jimmy Kimmel. They, we can I, call it the Jimmies. I, I'm perfect. With a dash of Seth. I'm perfectly fine however they want to do that. There's four of them that are left. They just need to work once a week. Yeah. I'm good with that. I mean, I. I James Corden signed off for the last time. Who? Yeah. Who? The the meanest guy that convinced people Ooh. he was nice since Ellen. Somewhere Ellen was upset that he no longer had a show, too. <laughs> Somewhere. All right, so uh, last story. Uh, this is Take killing the planet. Killing the planet. Okay. It seems that rice, not rice or only, just the rice. Rice is to blame for around 10% of global emissions of methane. I thought it was all cattle. I what thought it was a hundred percent cattle. <laughs> I know where you're. I know rice is the blame for about ten percent of the global emissions of methane. Okay, a gas that over two decades uh, traps about eighty times as much heat as carbon dioxide. Scientists say. Uh, so if the world wants to reduce greenhouse gases, we should get rid of rice, which means we're getting rid of a large part of the population that eats rice. Yeah. Which probably would get that rid of... actually would <laughs> change emissions considerably. It's like Do you think s- the actual plan is to just starve the third of the planet that requires rice to live? I, uh, banning rice would kill tens of millions of innocent people. I'm starting to think it's never been about saving the planet. <gasps> Shocker. So you mentioned May Day was a big communist holiday. Yes, it was. We just had Earth Day. What day is Earth Day? Wait a minute, Jim. That's rice that identifies as beans. Sorry. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> that was me. That guy quickly got that out of Yeah, sorry. So Earth Day, yes. I think, is the new communist holiday. It is. By the fact that it was yeah. intentionally put on Vladimir Lenin's birthday. April 22nd? Uh-huh. That's Lenin's birthday? Uh-huh. Oh, that's gross. And it gross. was put there on purpose. No. Because the people that wanted Earth Day 
thought Lenin was just a swell guy. No, it's, no speaking of rice and people starving. Uh-huh. So Bill Maher and a panel were talking about there. I guess there's a restaurant. Man, that's not starving. Yeah, uh, not, and neither of those other guests. And they were uh, talking about a restaurant in Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, in L.A. That's Mao's Kitchen. No. And they're like, do people not realize that Mao starved millions no. of people? And then the I other. Do the joke from when Harry met Sally. What? We're going to Mao's Kitchen. What is that? Two empty plates. It's going to be a quick meal. Ah. <laughs> 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 didn't see that one coming. Um, no, but the other, one of the other guests like talked about che, che Guevara and how many people Che killed. Yeah. Right? And then Mar talked about how racist Karl Marx was. Right? Che Guevara was also very racist. Very. So I, it's just, do your homework on both sides. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Karl Nobody, and no, and no, yeah. serially raped his maid and refused to pay her. And when he impregnated her, forced his loved children, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. his illegitimate children via the maid, out of the house and didn't care whether they starved. Karl Marx's kids did not live long, happy, healthy lives either. Most of them killed themselves or died of starvation. So his system didn't work at home either. Mm, Not a good guy, that Karl Marx. And in an era when we cancel people for like a tweet when they were 13, maybe we should revisit some of the um, life choices and Uh um, the way Karl Marx lived his life. He was a complete dirtbag. All right. Before I get myself in any more trouble, and I 100% agree with your comments on Mm -hmm. Mr. Marx, especially since he's done more to destroy people's lives than just about anybody else. Mm -hmm. His ideas and theories. And Che Guevara had um, a window put into his office so that he could watch the, the Ex- executions because he liked the smell of blood the, and gun gunpowder. Very humanitarian of him. Oh, he's just a great guy. Very humanitarian. Also okay. a rapist. All right. So, mm-hmm. from that deep, dark, somber mode, oh, yeah. we're going to five questions. Five questions. Five questions, of which I have a lot. All right. So, this is like towards the end of the school year. Homeschooling yes. is over. College is getting ready to be over. Community's over. I'm tapering off. Isabella's done because she starts early. Yep. My youngest are still going. It was a dramatic day for I, the youngest one. I'm not looking forward to any of the big celebrity um, college speeches. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, the commencement speeches. Commence- I'm really not. However, I, I am very, very much looking forward to just one. There's just one that I want to see. And I would watch it with popcorn and bourbon. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris's. When our vice president goes to give a commencement address, I feel like that is going to be something that is just amazing. We could do a drinking game. Well, every time she gets lost, we could do a shot, but I don't think we're going to make it through the first third of the speech. Every time she cackles? I I have... No, no, no. It's a double every time she mentions Venn Diagram. (laughs) If she mentions Venn Diagram, that's a double shot. Oh, my gosh. If she mentions Venn diagram, I think you drink when she cackles. It's, let's see if we can do this. Yeah, and if Trump were to give a speech, which he won't, it would just be every time he mentions himself. Oh, my word. I think he'd be done there, too. A personal pronoun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, me. me, Mine. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, five questions. Five questions. All right. Um, If you could teach, and it doesn't count for you... Teaching homeschooling, right? Because that's like elementary. Uh-huh. But if you could teach any subject, what subject do you think you could teach well to younger people? 
I could, I think I would have a lot of fun doing like an animal behavior, animal training class. Okay. That'd be fun. All right. Um, I, this will be a shock. Uh, current political. <laughs> yeah. Current re- related to history. Yeah. Right. Because everyone always thinks this is the first time this has ever happened. No, this isn't. Yeah. It's happened before. Deep dive. And you should take a look at where it's happened before, why it's happened before, and hey, what are maybe some of the results of what happened before? Yeah. So, yeah. A little bit of critical thinking involved in today's current, which there's very little critical thinking involved in today's current political. There's just a lot of reactionary thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a lot of reacting without thinking. And that was, uh, again, kind of touched on um, Bill Maher's show over the weekend, Mm -hmm. right? That right now we're, we're trapped that if one side says i'm for this mm-hmm. I, we're for the ukraine yeah. then if the other side disagrees they're for putin well there's no nuance anymore you can't correct say that you support the ukrainians right to be a sovereign nation and their right to not just bow down to mm-hmm. putin but you also don't think we should be funding the war you can't say that today that's verboten. Melissa has started her class on the War of the Roses. Uh, according to her own message, she should be done sometime tomorrow before our show gets preempted yeah. by planning and zoning. I would listen to War of the Roses. I would listen to War of the Roses by her. The tutors were crazy, man. Yeah. We think of them as being all prim and proper. They're kind of... Yeah, I think all of those old-time um, kings and queens, man, they had more secrets than you could possibly imagine. Oh, my word. Before social media and air conditioning, life is wild. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, think about it. They didn't have water purification, so they had to drink alcohol all the time. They didn't know what we know about chemical intoxicants. So, like, oh, opium's just fun. So, like, times were wild. There's some wild times. I bet there are a lot of really wild times. Mm-hmm. Incredibly wild times. All right. Um, so, next question. All right. Uh, what did you miss the most about school when you were finally out of school? College is over. You're finally out of school. Mm-hmm. What did you miss the most? It's an easy answer for me. Not paying bills. <laughs> that was a good one. I didn't think of that. I didn't pay bills in college. <laughs> and then immediately had to start paying bills. And turns out. That's mine a doesn't go very good far. one. Mine was summer vacation. Yeah. I, I mean, even though I worked every summer. Yeah. I didn't have to do schoolwork. Right. I had um, evenings off and weekends off. And once you started working, those things began to go away. Yeah. So I, I worked an awful lot that first year. And I was like, all right, it's, it's May. Damn it. It's just like every other month now. <laughs> it's like, so is June and July. I'm just going to work all the way through. That first summer after I, not the first time I graduated, but the next one, I was like, yeah. ah, there goes that 90 day sabbatical mm-hmm. yeah that was just kind i of- had good friends um or i had a good experience graduating from okay i'm in college and now mm-hmm. i just became a dolphin trainer and so i've got good friends got sun got wind got i don't have any money but i was at the beach all the time so it didn't there wasn't an immediate loss of summer vacation because i was just at the beach every day anyway well and melissa touched on friends so yeah. when when we left college and went to work in the real world, it was the first time I was around a friend group or peer group that wasn't all my same age. Mm-hmm. It's like you, we got invited to somebody's birthday party. I will not mention their name. They're still a good friend today. 
but it was their 30th birthday party like a year out of college and we're like oh my god we know maybe 35th yeah oh my god we know somebody who's 35 <laughs> I can't believe we know people this old then we work with them weird <laughs> yeah that's actually um that's a conversation in the homeschool yeah. community of you know because people are constantly telling homeschoolers you have to socialize your kids mm-hmm. and a homeschool homeschooler retort is frequently like at what time in your life are you forced to socialize within group in a group entirely comprised of people your own age yeah like it's not socialization that prepares you for the future because you're just locked in a classroom with a bunch of people your own age you sure about that yeah i don't know i think there's a lot monkeys training the monkeys but i think socialization helps an awful lot and i think that's the one thing that this society the younger generation is struggling socialization with. Socialization is not important. Yeah. And that's why we do sports. That's why we do groups. But, that's why we serve in our community and with our church. But in a classroom, when it's yeah. just a bunch of people that you happen to live near enough to be zoned to the same classroom and you happen to have been born within the same nine months to yeah. a year, yeah. that's, not, that's not real life. Well, it's not real life. But it does, you do kind of work at, you, you work through a lot of problems and a lot of issues, I think, in that, that help prepare you for when you're in real life. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I just really, I, I, I really appreciate all of my friends growing up. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I stay in the same place. So I don't have lifelong friends from I, when I was I didn't say I see them every day, but I do appreciate so them. I don't, I've maintained relationships with very few people from my high school and my college years because i just didn't have a whole lot in common with them and Mm -hmm. so it was whoever i had to be in order to survive the forced interaction it wasn't necessarily who i was (laughs) i might be a very closeted introvert (laughs) so on wednesday we will be talking about amanda's forced interaction of high school yeah i got out of high school as quickly as i could look i i enjoyed parts of high school mm-hmm. the junior senior part <laughs> i got out my junior year <laughs> and I didn't go back. all right um we asked this question at the beginning i want to give all of you the opportunity to answer right. which guy which would character? pete melfi be which character from a 90s tv show yeah any 90s tv show pete melfi who do you see him as so there wasn't, I need to look, I'm still looking. Uh-huh. I'm struggling. I liked Seinfeld. I could see him being kind of. Who do you see him as on Seinfeld? Kind of a, a blend between Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza. Because he's irritated about stuff, but he rants and has funny quips. See, I, like I, I love Pete, but he's not neat enough to be Jerry Seinfeld. That's why he's a blend of Costanza and Seinfeld. But he's so much smarter than Costanza. Which is why he's a blend. I think he's Kramer. No. Kramer had those kind of crazy ideas. <laughs> he was always out there on the edge. No. He was very independent thinking. He did his own thing. He wasn't dependent upon Jerry and the rest of the crew. Kramer enjoyed hugs. I, I'll give you that. That might be the exception. All right. Yes. I just, I'm trying to... The hair. Yeah. I, I know, but I'm just saying... He doesn't have, like, mannerisms, wild mannerisms. So, Saved by the Bell. Uh-huh. He's Would not he Slater. He's not Screech. 
He's not... Um, For the first couple of seasons, yeah. he was the guy that Zach. owned the the little like sock hop or whatever yes to the cafe yep i can't remember his name but i could see him being that character because he's not building yeah you're building thank you thank you very much <laughs> i i i would 100 percent own that i get that i can't disagree with it i look way too much like that so the 70s show which i don't think was on much in the 90s right it was on more than the 2000s 70s show i look at pete as um, the Cheech and Chong character. Oh, uh, the Cheech and Chong The Cheech and Chong character. <laughs> right. All the kids went and hung out with him because he was cool, but he was a little bit older. Yeah. And I look at that Pete's character. I was trying to see if there was a Ghostbusters sitcom in the 90s. There might have been a cartoon, but I couldn't pull it up fast enough. <laughs> but then I also couldn't... Who would he be in Ghostbusters cartoon? Yeah, Pete does sound a little bit like Seinfeld when he rants. He does. And Pete has a Seinfeld voice. Don't let him kid you. He can use it. Kramer lied about being master of his domain. He was the first one that gave up, actually. He didn't lie about it. He just gave up. He gave up. It was like, hey, we've got this bet. Oh, my gosh. Look across the street. street. I'm out. (laughs) He threw his money down before the ink was even dry on the paper. I have to tell you guys, the first time that show came on, I missed the bet part of the show. Yeah. I had no idea what the bet was. (laughs) I had no idea. I watched the last three quarters of the show uh-huh. not understanding what the bet was yeah so i call my brother the next morning I'm like hey just seinfeld last night he's like yes and i kind of missed the first few minutes what was the bet about yeah and then when he told me i laughed for 30 minutes thinking of all the things all the jokes i missed because i did not know what the bet so was i about. think i just barely knew mm-hmm. what they were discussing yep and so that forever made that part of my lexicon when talking about that particular yeah. topic. And so it's just Terry Seinfeld's show <laughs> and, informed my, my grammar and so when I, talking about that particular topic. And ode to Pete, everybody's picking the most successful shows, mm-hmm. right? They're not picking the dog shows and trying to put show in one of the worst shows of the 90s because they feel like Pete's a very successful guy. Did you see how I just did that, Pete Melfi? I rescued this entire segment. Nice. The most successful shows are the ones that people think about Pete Melfi in. Well, so I was thinking everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. I don't think he's Raymond. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's neurotic enough for Raymond. I don't think he's grumpy enough to be the dad. No. I don't think he's as goofy as the Goofy as, no. Uh-uh. He's definitely not a Will and Grace character. No. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't see him in any of those. He's cooler than all of those people. Yeah. Frasier. Ah, maybe Frasier and Frasier. Maybe Frasier. That might be, yeah. I can't, like, the closest I could think would be Chandler and Friends. That means you get Courtney Cox. That's not bad. That's not a bad trade He's definitely not Joey. Definitely not Joey. It's definitely not Ross. Because Joey likes hugs, too. More than hugs. Freaks and geeks, I didn't watch enough. I thought I got that worked in pretty good. You did. I did. Wings. I could see him being the the older brother in Wings. Uh, 90s movie, Wayne's World. Can Can you see Pete in Wayne's World? If Pete's in Wayne's World, that means I'm one of the stoned-out producers in Wayne's World. Yeah. 
which every now and again I do miscount on my fingers when I count you in. So, so I would put Pete as as Wayne and Davy as Garth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Davy's gonna like that. <laughs> So, so I would say if we're going Wayne's World movie, yes, then Pete's Wayne, yes, Troy is Garth, okay, and then Davy's Rob Lowe, without the evil machination, without the evil machination. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just grateful you didn't say I was Rob Lowe. <sighs> I got lucky. <laughs> Thanks, Davy. Thanks, Davy, for being more Rob Lowe esque than <laughs> Kenny from <laughs> South Park. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good too. That's right. I actually is he Kenny or Cartman? I might have Pete as Cartman. Yeah. Because Cartman's always doing the stuff that tweaks other people. Yeah. And I mean, just we to wrap this show up. I was at a uh, event with some younger people this weekend. They asked me what I did. Some of them found out that I do a podcast. They're like, "Oh, you work with Pete Melfi." the greatest billboard ever <laughs> two years later they're still talking about the greatest billboard ever and i'm like yeah it was genius it was brilliant absolutely brilliant. it's more cartman than Ken- kenny didn't survive pete is a survivor i got him as cartman 100 yeah. percent. especially when i watched the, the cartman thing that i showed you a couple weeks ago that i'm not going to yes. talk about because i'll get in trouble for it. yeah yeah <laughs> 100% Cartman. So we have now decided yeah. that Pete Melfi's 90 TV character would have been Cartman. Cartman. All right. Awesome. He's in better shape. Oh, he's in much better shape. <laughs> Just Cartman kind of, yeah. He Cartman. has a, a more well-regulated vibrato uh, in his tone. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to leave a note for him on his check that I'm leaving him. Yeah. I'm going to put uh, for Cartman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great rest of monday this has been the mike davis show we will be back on wednesday after i survive planning and zoning tomorrow night and uh, we'll have a lot of fun yep all right enjoy